Chapters 6 through 9 of the First Book of the Kings from the Holy Bible in Modern English, translated by Ferrar Fenton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Mark Penfold. Chapter 6 And it was in the four hundred and eightieth year from the coming up of the children of Israel from the land of the Mitzrayim, in his fourth year, in the month of Zeu, the same month of the year as that in which Solomon began to reign over Israel, he began to build the temple for the ever-living. The temple that King Solomon built for the ever-living was sixty cubits long, and twenty wide, and thirty cubits high, with a colonnade in front of the body of the temple of twenty cubits wide, following the form of the building, and rising ten cubits up the face of the structure, and he made bowed windows for the building above its circuit. He built also around the wall encircling the whole of the temple, lodges joined to the wall in regular order, and also made a veranda around. The lower lodges were five cubits wide, on a platform six cubits wide, with a third seven cubits wide, for a veranda was formed along the enclosure around the court, but so as not to disfigure the walls of the temple. The temple was itself built of stone finished at the quarry, the stones cut, carved, and polished. No iron tool was heard in the construction whilst it was being built. Folding gates with a platform were at the right side of the building, with stairs going up to that platform, and from this platform to a third. Thus the structure was built, and they completed it by wainscoting the building with planks of cedar. Lastly, he built a story over all the building, five cubits in height, and covered in the structure with beams and planks of cedar. Then the word of the ever-living afterwards came to Solomon, saying, About the house which you have built for me, if you walk according to my institutions, and practice my decrees, and regard all my commandments to guide yourself by them, then I will confirm the promise I gave you which I promised to David your father, and I will rest in the midst of the children of Israel, and will not abandon my people of Israel." Thus Solomon built the temple and finished it. He also built walls around the temple, with a sheltering veranda of cedar, while the ceiling of the house, as well as its walls, he panelled with fat wood. But he laid the floor of the building and the verandas with fir wood. He also built twenty cubits broad at the back of the house as a veranda of cedar from the floor to the height of the walls. He built it for himself as a lecture hall to discuss philosophy with philosophers. And this building was forty cubits from the temple. The inside of the building was of cedar, covered with running foliage and open flowers. The whole was of cedar, no stone was used. And in the interior of the temple he constructed a recess in which to place the Ark of the Covenant of the Ever-Living. And the surface of the recess was twenty cubits long, and twenty cubits wide, and twenty cubits broad, and was surmounted by a railing of cedar plated with gold. Solomon also protected the house and its top with a golden railing, and formed golden chains before the recess, and covered them with gold. He also covered the whole of the temple with gold to the top. All the house and all the altar that was opposite the recess were plated with gold. And he made for the recess two cherubs of olive wood, ten cubits high, with wings of five cubits for the one cherub, and wings of five cubits for the other cherub, ten cubits from the dip of one's wings to the dip of the other's wings. 
and the second carob was ten cubits from the first. The shape of both was the same. The height of each carob was ten cubits. Both carobs were the same. He placed the carobs inside the building, and the carobs' wings were extended. The wings of the one extended from the wall, and the wings of the other carob extended from the other wall. So one's wings touched the other's wings at the middle of the hall, wing touching wing. The carobs were also covered with gold, and all round the walls of the hall were carved sculptures, with statues of carobs and palm trees, and open flowers for windows and doors. The floor of the hall was also plated with gold, with the windows and doors. The door of the recess was made of two leaves of olive wood with four strong posts. The two leaves were of olive wood, with carobs and palm trees and roses carved upon them, with gilding spread over the carobs and palm trees and roses. The door posts of the temple were made of olive wood squared with two leaves of pine wood. The leaves of the first were double, on two rollers, and the second door was double on two rollers, with carvings of carobs and palm trees and roses and plates of gold, with skilful portraitures. He also built an outer court opposite the south triangle, with colonnades of cut stone and colonnades of carved cedar. He began the structure in his fourth year, in the month Ziu, and finished the house in his eleventh year, in the month Bul, that is, the eighth month, with all its appliances and arrangements. Thus it was seven years in building. Chapter 7 But Solomon was thirteen years building his own palace, and completing all his palaces, and building the palace of the forest of Lebanon. It was a hundred cubits long, and fifty cubits wide, and with towers of thirty cubits at the corners, with colonnades of cedar, and cedar beams upon the pillars, with a cedar ceiling over the verandas which were supported upon forty-five pillars, fifteen in a row, with three rows of copings, and window above window for three stories, and all the doors and doorposts had squared copings, and in the front, window above window for three stories. He also made a colonnade of fifty cubits long, and thirty cubits wide, with a hall before it, with columns and an awning before them. Beside the throne room, where he appointed a hall to deliver judgments, which was sealed with cedar, plank to plank. Beside this palace, where he resided, a court was behind the palatial hall where experiments were made. A house was also built for the daughter of Pharaoh, whom Solomon had married, similar to the hall of experiments. All these buildings were beautifully adorned, carved with sculptures, with passages on passages, with towers, and with walks. They were magnificent within and without, from foundation to the coping stones. Even the foundations were great cut stones, ten cubit blocks, and eight cubit blocks. The pillars were also beautifully sculptured stones, and cedar, and round the great court were three rows of sculptures and a row of carved cedar, like the court of the house of the ever-living, enclosing both the hall and the palace. For King Solomon had sent and fetched Hiram from Zur. He was the son of a widow woman of the tribe of Naphtali, but his father was a native of Zur, who was a fabricator in metals, and skillful in engineering, and in building, and the knowledge of all construction. He came to King Solomon, and designed all his works. 
he also made the two pillars of brass each of eighteen cubits high with a cord of twelve cubits surrounding the two columns and the two crowns of cast bronze made to place on the tops of the columns the height of the one crown being five cubits and the height of the other crown five cubits made like network he made great woven chains for the crowns that were upon the heads of the columns seven for the first crown and seven for the other crown thus he made the columns with two stories of network enclosing pomegranates for the one to cover the tiara which was on the top and made the same for the tiara of the second and the tiaras which were on the tops of the columns were made of lilies of a height of four cubits and the tiara on each column also rose from reticulated capitals there were also two hundred pomegranates in rows over the crowns of the two then he set the columns in the court of the temple and placed one column on the right side and named it firmness next he raised the other column on the left hand and named it speed last over the top of the columns he placed the lilies and completed his work on the columns he also cast an artificial sea ten cubits from brim to brim circular in form and five cubits high with a beading of thirty cubits circling round it with mushrooms under the brim circling round it ten to the cubit around the lake ten mushrooms set in two rows cast in the same casting it was supported upon twelve bullocks three facing to the north and three facing to the west and three facing to the south and three facing to the east and the tank was above them and all their tails were inwards the thickness of it was a span and its tip like the form of a lily flower it held two thousand baths he also made ten pedestals of four cubits long each pedestal and four cubits wide and three cubits high and made these pediments with dovetails on them and dovetailed them at the joinings and on the dovetails that were between the joinings staples and bolts as fasteners and over the joinings he placed projections and below the staples and the bolts he made garlands hanging down there were four wheels of bronze to each pediment and axles of bronze and four centred axle boxes to fit the axles into he cast each with a wreath and an opening from the inner side of the naves which projected for a cubit and he made the circumference of the mouth a cubit and a half and also coverings over the mouth with square indents not round ones and the four wheels were beneath the indents with clutches on the wheels with cogs and the lever for each wheel was a cubit and a half long and he made the wheels in the form of a chariot wheel with spokes and bosses and poles and naves the whole cast with four jams on the four shoulders of the bearings one from each base of a shoulder and at the top of the bearing a round ring half a cubit high and above the bearing levers and cog wheels with counter cogs the levers projecting from lock holes and above as a finish carobs and lions and palms and surrounding wreaths thus he made the bases of the same form and shape and the wheels of one form he also made ten lavers of brass of forty baths capacity each laver each laver was four cubits each laver was upon a single base of the ten bases the bases were placed five on the right side of the house and five on its left but the tank sea was placed at the right side of the house towards the east fronting south hiram also made the sprinklers and the shovels and the basins hiram thus completed all the furniture which king solomon provided for the house of the ever-living 
the two columns and the wreathed crowns on the tops of the columns, and the two networks to cover the two wreaths of the crowns which were on the tops of the columns, with the four hundred pomegranates for the two networks, two rows of pomegranates for each net, to cover the two wreaths of the crowns which were on the tops of the columns, and the ten bases and the ten lavers upon the bases, and the one tank and the twelve bullocks under the tank, and the boilers and the forks and the basins, the whole of the instruments of the hall that Hiram made for King Solomon for the house of the ever-living were of polished brass, and cast in the neighborhood of the Jordan for the king, in the clay land between Sukkoth and Sarthon. Solomon also made a very large amount of furniture, not calculating the value of the weight of the brass. Solomon, besides, made all the instruments of the house of the ever-living, the altar of gold, and the table of gold upon which was the showbread, and the five lamps on the right and the five on the left hand opposite the recess were pure gold with their plates and reflectors and snuffers of pure gold and the fans and psalteries and pans and the spoons and tongs of refined gold and the hinges of the doors of the house over the entrance of the holy of holies with the doors of the house of the temple of gold thus was completed all the furniture that king solomon made for the house of the ever-living and Solomon brought the consecrated silver and gold of his father David, and the furniture he gave, to the house of the ever-living. Chapter 8 Solomon then assembled the judges of Israel, and all the heads of the tribes, with the chiefs of the families of the children of Israel, to meet King Solomon in Jerusalem, to carry up the ark of the covenant of the ever-living from the city of David, that is, Mount Zion, when King Solomon addressed all the chiefs of Israel in the month of Athanim, at the festival of the seventh month. All the judges of Israel consequently came, and the priests took up the ark, and carried the ark of the ever-living to the hall of assembly, with all the sacred furniture that was for the hall, going up with the priests and Levites, and King Solomon, and all the assembled parliament of Israel with them, before the ark, sacrificing sheep and oxen without number, for they did not count how many. Then the priests brought the Ark of the Covenant of the Ever-Living to its place in the recess of the house, to the Holy of Holies, under the canopy of the cherubim. For the cherubs spread their wings over the surface of the Ark, and the cherubs covered the Ark above. But they drew the staves out, so that they could see the heads of the staves in the sanctuary from the commandery recess, but could not see them from the court. And they are there until today. There was nothing in the ark except the two tables of stone that Moses placed there in Horeb, when the ever-living contracted with the children of Israel, when he brought them up from the land of the Egyptians. When the priest came out from the sanctuary, a cloud filled the house of the ever-living, so that the priests were not able to stand to serve because of the cloud. For the splendor of the ever-living filled the house of the ever-living. Then Solomon exclaimed, the Lord said he would dwell in darkness. Building, I have built you a house, founded a rest for you forever. Then the king turned his face and blessed all the assembly of Israel, whilst all the assembly of Israel stood up. And he said, Bless the living God of Israel, who spoke directly with my father David, and by his hand accomplishes his word. From when I brought my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose in Israel's tribes no city to build a house to fix my name, till for my people Israel I chose David. So it was in my father David's heart to build the name of Israel's living God a house. But the Lord inquired of my father David, 
longs your heart to build my name a home it was not good that came into your mind be gone you shall not build that house but your son who from your loins springs shall build my name that home and the lord his word has done for i after my father rise and sit on israel's throne as the lord from himself declared and have built this house to the name of israel's still living god and place there a home for the ark where the life's treaty is kept that he himself made with our fathers whom he brought from the land of mitzraim solomon then stood before the altar of the ever-living opposite all the assembly of israel and spread his hands to the heavens and said living god of israel there is no god like you in heaven above or upon earth beneath keeping covenant and promise to your servants who walk before you with all their heart who kept your promise to david my father as you promised to him for today you fulfill your promise by your mouth and by your hand so now ever-living god of israel keep to your servant my father david what you promised to him saying there shall not be wanting to you a man before me to sit upon the throne of israel if only your sons regard my path to walk before me as you have walked before me and now god of israel establish i pray the promise you promised to your servant david my father but will god really dwell upon the earth while the heaven and the heaven of heavens are not able to contain him then how can this house which i have built therefore turn to the prayer of your servant living god to listen to his cry and the prayer which your servant prays before you to-day and listen with favour to your servant and your people israel when they pray at this place and also listen from the place of your rest in the heavens listen and pardon when a man has sinned by doing wrong and there is offered up for him prayer and he comes to invoke before your altar in this house then hear from the heavens and examine and judge your servant and punish and lay on the head of the wicked his wicked course and give to the righteous according to his goodness when your people israel are routed before their enemies when it has offended you if it returns to you and implores your name and prays and entreats you in this house then hear from the heavens and pardon the sin of your people israel and restore to them the land which you gave to their fathers if the skies are restrained and there is no rain because they have sinned against you if they pray at this place and implore your name and turn from their sins answer them and hear from the heavens and pardon the sin of your people israel for you can turn them from the path of sin which they are walking in and give rain to your country which you have allowed your people to possess when there may be famine in the country when there may be blight mildew flights of locusts when it may be there is an enemy ravaging in the bounds of its country any contagion any disease or failure any plague that there may be on any land on any of your people israel by which any man can be struck to the heart when he spreads his hand towards this house then listen from the heavens from your firm seat and pardon and examine and grant to each according to his need as you know his heart for you know yourself alone the heart of every son of adam because you see the life that they live on the face of the earth that you gave to their fathers and also the foreigners who are not of your people israel who come from far countries because of your name for they will hear of your great name and your strong hand and your directing arm and come to worship at this house therefore listen from the heavens from your firm rest and effect all that the foreigners ask of you so that all the peoples of the earth may know your name and recognize your might like your people israel and may know that your name can be called upon in this house which i have built you 
when your people go out to war with their enemies in the way that you send them and pray to the ever-living toward the city that you have chosen and the house which i have built to your name then hear from the heavens their prayer and supplication and grant them their right when they sin against you for there is no man who does not sin and you are angry with them and deliver them to the face of their enemies and drive them to the country of their enemies afar off or near when they turn their hearts in the land of their enemies where they dwell and repent and supplicate you in the land of their dwelling saying we have sinned and been passionate and done wrong and they turn to you with all their heart and all their soul in the country of their enemies where they dwell and pray to you towards the land that you gave to their fathers the city which you have chosen and this house which i have built to your name then listen from the heavens your fixed rest their prayer and supplication and grant them justice and pardon your people who have sinned against you for all their wickedness by which they have depraved themselves before you and grant them the mercy to be converted and obtain mercy for your people and your inheritance that you brought out from the mitzraim from among the iron furnaces when your eyes were open fountains of mercy to your servants and of mercies to your people israel listening to them whenever they cried to you for you selected them to be an inheritance for yourself from all the peoples of the earth as you said by the means of moses your servant when you brought our fathers out from among the mitzraim ever-living power when solomon had finished his prayer to the ever-living this perfect prayer and supplication he rose from before the altar of the ever-living from kneeling on his knees and spread his hands to the heavens and stood up and blessed the whole assembly of israel with a loud voice saying bless the ever-living who has given consolation to his people israel according to all he promised for not one word has failed of all his good word which he spoke by the means of his servant moses our living god has been with us as he was with our fathers he has not forsaken or cast off so let our hearts be glad of him and walk in all his paths and keep to his commands his institutions and decrees that he ordered to our fathers let these words i pray to the lord be near our living god by day and night to make his servant righteous and administer justly the affairs of his people israel daily that all the nations of the earth may know that the lord alone is enduring and let our hearts be at peace with the lord to walk by his institutions and to keep his commands from now then the king and all the people with him sacrificed sacrifices to the ever-living but solomon sacrificed as the thank-offering which was sacrificed to the ever-living twenty-two thousand oxen and a hundred and twenty thousand sheep by which the king and all the assembly of israel dedicated the house to the ever-living on the same day the king consecrated the open court which is before the house of the ever-living for he offered there the burnt offering and the bread offering and the fats of the thank offering for the brass altar which is before the ever-living was too small for the consumption of the burnt offerings and the bread offerings and the fat of the thank offerings at the same period solomon also made a festival and all israel with him at a great assembly from the pass of kamath to the river of egypt before our ever-living god for seven days and seven days fourteen days upon the eighth day the king blessed and dismissed the people and they went to their homes rejoicing and glad-hearted over all the benefits which the ever-living had given to david his servant and to israel his people chapter nine 
and when solomon had finished building the house of the ever-living and the king's palace and all the columns solomon delighted to make then the ever-living appeared to solomon as he appeared to him in gibeon and the ever-living said to him i have heard your prayer and the supplication that you supplicated before me when you consecrated this house which you have built to place my name in for ever and for my eyes and heart to be there at all times so now if you walk before me as david your father walked with straight heart and endeavouring to do right according to all that i have commanded you preserving my institutions and decrees then i will confirm the throne of your kingship over israel for ever as i promised your father david saying there shall not be wanting a man for you upon the throne of israel but if you or your children turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my institutions which i placed before them but go and serve other gods and worship them i will cut israel from off the face of the ground which i gave to them and the house which you have consecrated for my name and i will send them from my presence and israel shall become a proverb and a scorn to all nations and this house that is high above all beside it shall be thrown down and broken and when men ask why has the ever-living done so to this country and this house they will reply because they forsook their ever-living god who brought their fathers out from the land of the mitzrayim and have addicted themselves to other gods and worshipped them and have served them therefore the ever-living brought upon them all this suffering after about twenty years during which solomon had built the two houses the house of the ever-living and the house of the king Chiram, the king of Zur, having supplied Solomon with cedarwood and pinewood and gold and all that he wished, King Solomon sold to Chiram twelve towns in Galilee, and Chiram came from Zur to see the towns that Solomon had sold to him. But they did not please him. So he exclaimed, What towns these are that my brother has sold to me! So they are called the Land of Kabul to this day but chiram paid to the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold for that was the amount of the tax which he contributed to king solomon towards building the house of the ever-living and his own palace and the fortress and wall of jerusalem and the court and barracks and gazar for pharaoh king of the mitzrayim had come up and captured gazar and burnt it with fire and slaughtered the canaanites who occupied the town and gave it as a present to his daughter solomon's wife but Solomon rebuilt Gazar and beth the Lower, and Balaf and Tadmor in the Midland Desert, and all the cities for the collection of taxes that Solomon had, and the chariot barracks, and the cavalry barracks, and the columns of Solomon, which columns he built in Jerusalem, and in Lebanon, and in every country where he governed. Solomon placed a tax, which continues to this day, upon all the people who remained of the Amorites, and the Hittites, and the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, the descendants of whom remained in the country, whom the children of Israel were not able to destroy. But upon the children of Israel Solomon did not lay it, for they were soldiers, and his ministers, and his generals, and colonels, and commanders of the chariots, and his cavalry these were the commanders of the engineers who were over the works of solomon fifty-five superintendents of the people who did the works which were the palace for pharaoh's daughter at the top of the city of david which palace he built for her when he had built the fortress solomon also offered three times a year burnt offerings and thank offerings upon the altar that he built to the ever-living and perfumes with them before the ever-living after he had finished the house 
King Solomon also built ships at, at Zion Gabar, which is at Iloth on the Red Sea, in the country of Edom. And Chiron sent his officers, men skillful in navigation, to sea with the officers of Solomon, who went to Alfer and collected from there four hundred and twenty talents of gold, and brought it to King Solomon. The End of Chapters 6-9